Morning Church. Buenos días, Iglesia. ¿Cómo están todos? Hope you are doing well. Uh, for those who know, don't, don't know me, my name is Marco Diaz. I'm one of the elders in this church. And also, I'm uh, the Hispanic minister. I was waiting for this opportunity for a long, long, long time. I just got, you know, this opportunity maybe once or twice a year. But uh, those who don't know about the Hispanic ministry, I was hired about 22 years ago to come and, and uh, plant the Hispanic church here in Chattanooga. And for the Lord be the glory and honor, in 20 years, the Hispanic ministry has grown a lot and spread all over the world. That's because of him. So I'm glad to be here this morning, brothers and sisters. And I know my time here is so limited. So one of the things I want to ask you is to be patient with me after 20 plus years. I'm still working in my English. Can you imagine that? Wow. As older you get, it is more difficult to learn any kind of language. But praise the Lord, uh, and thank you for being here this morning. One of my favorite uh, uh, passages in the Bible is in Romans chapter 10. And every time I go to the world to preach the gospel of Christ, I always remember this great passage. I'm going to talk a little bit about the missionary vocation, because this is a vocation. It's not just to go and, you know, have fun and go to the beach and probably drink a, a, a cold coconut and a hammock. No, this is not that. I mean, you have to have the vocation to go all over the world and preach the gospel. So. In Romans chapter 10, just the first part of verse 15. And it says, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? I just want to talk a little bit about this great passage in the Bible. So, I'm going to put it this way, uh, brothers and sisters. How am I going to go out and preach if y'all don't send me? There has to be someone in this church to proclaim the gospel in other countries. But the question is, how should they hurt without a preacher? Preaching is impossible unless they're sent. And I think we all understand this. My dear brethren, 
I believe that the missionary vocation is very important because we need to know how we are to irrigate the fields. This is very important. But much more important should be the spring from which the water for irrigations comes from. In other words, if the spring is not pure, the water will run contaminated and the fruits will never be good to eat. Every morning, in fact, a group of the uh, Hispanic will come in every Saturday at 6.30 in the morning to pray. And if you are those, uh, one of those uh, early birds, just come and pray with us. We invite you. But every morning, every morning when I get up, my first thing to ask God is to bless this church. To bless the eldership of this church. And let me tell you why. We need a lot of wisdom. We need a lot of prayers. Because going into the world and preaching the gospel is not easy. It's not an easy task. So I praise the Lord because he is the only one who deserves it. I praise the Lord every single morning for giving us the opportunity to go to the other parts of the world to bring the good news of salvation. Because that's our job. After being shot 14 times, and you know that, after being shot for 14 times, long, long time ago, I, remember, I still remember my prayer. I said to God, God, if you gave me a new life, I promise you, I will keep preaching the gospel. So I was hired about 22 years ago to come and plant the Hispanic ministry here in Chattanooga. And the plan was only for three years and then go back to my country. But the Lord has another plan and so many purposes. And after 20 plus years, we're still here turning the world upside down. Let me tell you why. In my recent mission trip, the Lord blessed us with 13 new souls. But about a month ago, I came back with my wife from that trip. And let me tell you, since we arrived here, Every Sunday, if you don't know this, we are keeping baptizing people here in this congregation. The glory and the honor be to him. Because without him and without his Holy Spirit, 
can't. We can't do this. So, today I'm going to talk about two important points regarding the missionary vocation. And the first one is the origin of vocation. The church that does not carry out missionary work is denying its own nature. The church, brothers and sisters, it is an institution of divine origin. Founded to bring to the world the knowledge of the through God. And any church that does not fulfill the purpose is betraying the intention of its founder. And that's why I, I said, I am so happy and so blessed to be part of this great church. Because this is, believe it or not, this is a missionary church. I'm getting prepared for my next mission trip coming up in September. And I know that you miss me and I miss you. But there's a lot of things to accomplish still in those poor countries. And I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to go to those countries. With, because without your help, without your prayers, without your contributions, I can't go. So I appreciate you so much for giving me this great, great, great opportunity. God had, and, and everyone knows this, that God had only one son and, and made him a missionary. In the synagogue of Nazareth, before the doctors of the law, Jesus made known his mission and was very clear when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news of the poor. But watch this. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives and sight to the blind, to set the oppressors free, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And Lucas was quoting Isaiah chapter 61 when he said these words. So his only reason to come to this herd was to proclaim the good news of salvation and look for those, seek for those who were sick, uh, lost. So that's what we do. That's what we do. Christ had only three years of missionary activity, but those were years of intense work. Carlton, Joel, Vicky, some others, 
went with me, I think it was in 2009, to a mission trip. And they know how that is. Sometimes I got to walk six, seven, eight hours up to the mountains. And I think that was one of the reasons I lost a lot of weight. So I'm going to keep going <laughs> to keep losing weight. But just to give you an idea, I'm going to show you some pictures, just a few of maybe hundreds of pictures that I took in this uh, missionary work. But um, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all sickness and disease among the people. And number two, this co-publication. For God so loved the world. Wow. That's a very good statement. For God so loved the world. God is not racist. God is not nationalist. God has no country. In fact, Jesus didn't even have a place to lay his head. Sometimes I feel so sad when people talk so bad about some other people. This is a lot of, still in this country, there's a lot of racism. And I've been through that. But Jesus, he had no country. Jesus came to save the whole world. One time I was asked, How many people, how many illegal people you have in your church? And man, that hurt my feelings. That hurt my feelings so bad. And my response was, I don't work for the FIB. I came here to preach the gospel. And everybody has the same opportunity. Because I don't care where people come from. I don't care their legal status. I just care for them to be safe. And that's all. So, Jesus was not a racist. The early missionaries of Christianity were so active, they turned the world upside down. And that is in Act, uh, Act uh, 17, Chapter 6. So the Lord wanted to the uh, greater number of people to hear the gospel. At the beginning of his first tour to Galilee, 
He told his followers, let's go to the neighboring places so that I may preach there too. For this is why I came. Now, I told you before that I took so many, so many uh, pictures. I was out of country for almost three months because I travel Central America and Mexico. And now I'm going to show you just a few. I don't have the time here to show you those hundreds of pictures, and probably I, I missed the best one, but I do my best. I did my best. So I'm going to show you some pictures right here. The first, the first day I arrived to, to Guatemala, I was invited to preach. And this young fellow wanted to be baptized. That was the first day. That's the, their baptistry in Guatemala City. The next one, brother. I was invited to preach to the youth, to the one of the most beautiful places in Guatemala called Antigua, Guatemala. And uh, the city of Guatemala was there 500 years ago. So you can see the ruins. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. So one of those young fellows also were baptized. There, there is a girl. She was baptized that day. The next one, please. This is the church. I don't know if you remember Wilson and his wife. He was here for several years. He went back to Guatemala about four years ago. Now he's working, he's planting churches in Guatemala, Western Guatemala. And uh, uh, some of those uh, fellows uh, came from Mexico to help us to do an evangelistic campaign. So uh, uh, this is an uh, uh, Indian community. Uh, the other one, uh, brother, please. That's Wilson and his wife. They were members of his brainer. So four years ago, they went back to Guatemala and started planting churches in Guatemala. The next one. At the end, this fellow, the last day we were there, this fellow also wanted to be baptized. We, uh, I baptized 13 uh, people in this uh, mission trip. The next one, brother. I was invited. Every time I go to those poor countries and, and, and poor uh, um, uh, neighborhoods, I always try to find the richest people in that places. So I was asking who was the mayor, the city mayor, last trip. And then we became friends. And then in this trip, he invited me to, they were going to celebrate the opening of the main road in that town. So he invited me to come and, and pray. So I think that was very nice of him. The next one, please. That's my transportation in Mexico. And the reason I couldn't drive my car to Mexico is because the cartels. It's so dangerous in Mexico right now, so dangerous. So uh, 
They killed two American people two days before. And uh, going to that place in Mexico, I do not recommend anyone to go there. The reason we go there is because uh, I, I left my car in the border between Guatemala and Mexico, and they came to pick me up with several uh, pickup trucks. So this is one of them. The other one, brother? We got a stock on the sand. But my wife was inside. And she was so afraid because the great, how do you say, chasm? So it was so deep. And my wife thought that she was going to die that day. It was so difficult. Now, to go to this village, we drove almost three or four hours, and then we walked five hours, just to give you an idea. The next one, please. See that? That pickup truck was burned just in front of us. Just to give you an idea how difficult is to go to Mexico. But you know what? I'm going to keep going. Because there is still people who are in need of Jesus Christ. And how can I go without someone has sent me? So that's why I told you before that for me it's, 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 it's a great privilege, brothers and sisters. Even though it's so dangerous, but the Lord is with us every time we go. Next one. I, last time the, I present my, my, uh, my, my, my uh, uh, slides, I showed you that they didn't, have, they didn't have a latrine, and one of the boys were playing and went into the latrine. So with the money that, that you, we have contributed, we are now, we are built a lettering and also the uh, uh, septic tank. Uh, the, ne the next one, brother, this, this guy right here was showing me where the septic tank is. So now they're going to have a washable uh, bathroom with a septic tank. And all this is because of the grace of God and because of you. Thank you so much. The next one. This is a place where we are going to build uh, a children's class. They, they have so many children. Each family have maybe 10, 12, 15 children, and they don't have a classroom for children. So what we're going to do is send them some money to build you know, a class for the children. The next one, brother. This is the church what, that I was talking about. The next one. That's my wife with the, uh, some of the uh, native ladies from that village. And these ladies are the wives of the uh, leaders in that small community. The next one. We built, last year, we built a building, a kitchen, 
and a bathroom transfer for them. You know, when I start going to these countries, they don't have nowhere to, they have no bathroom at all. You have to find a tree. So now they are able to have latrines and a place to worship and the kitchen and everything. Again, thank you so much for your help. The other one, that's the bathrooms, hombres y mujeres. The other one, please. Now, and show the other one, brother. Thank you. This is a community, this is their kitchen. And it's almost falling apart. So what we're going to do is send them some money for them to have a kitchen. If we can build a nice kitchen there with maybe $12,000. So it's nothing. The next one. This church, this is a new church. And uh, they are meeting in, the, in the, uh, the preacher's house. But there is a, 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 a man there in that community that is selling a land. The next one, I want to show you the land. That is the land. It's a big land. It's going to cost us about $8,000. Okay? And I don't know how, but I promised them that we're going to buy that land. So we are saving some money to, to buy the land. And then probably next year, we'll, we are going to have our new building in that land. The next one, that's another picture of the land. It's a, it's a huge land, piece of land. The other one? Now, this other community, they don't have a running water. And the way they, the way they use uh, water is of the rain. They save the water from the rain, and they keep drinking the water. So what we're going to do is probably uh, uh, to have a, a running water somehow to help this community because all the children were sick when we got there because of the water. The water is not good in those countries. The next one, this building, we already have the tile, you know, to, to, to keep building that new building that, uh, that these people have in this community. The, the other one, brother? I'm going a little bit fast. That's uh, the floor of that community. The, 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 uh, the wood, the wood is, is, is rotten. It's not good anymore. So we're going we're gonna to put some concrete floor in the church. Because, I mean, it's going to fall apart. You can show the other. This is the church what I'm talking about. They meet in the church, and I mean, every time they go, we go, uh, they always feel as good, you know, and uh, they always celebrate. You see that big tortilla? With one of them is enough. You know, but these kids, they can eat five, six tortillas of the big, you know. The other one? This is the church that I was talking about last time. This fellow gave us a piece of property, 10 by 20 uh, meters. And now there is a classroom, children's classroom, but also there are, we built two huge 
bathrooms. I want to show you the next one. Those are huge bathrooms. And let me tell you why. Each family have at least 15 children. At least. So there are, there are seven families now there that are Christian. And we have in seven, seven families around 120 children. Seven families. So we build these big uh, uh, bathrooms because when the ladies wanted to take one of the child to the bathroom to change his clothes or whatever, they all go to the same. So that's why we had to, you know, build a big, big, big bathroom. The other one, brother? This is just part of them. Just part of them. And seven families. The next one. This is another church that I want to show you their kitchen. They don't have, they still don't have a building. Let me, let me, uh, the other one, that's their kitchen. So what we're going to do also is trying to build a small build, church building there and help them to build their kitchen. So we're going to need a lot of help from you guys. The, the other one, please. That's Elmore, Elmore Church. Elmore was the first graduate here. He went back to Ocosingo in Chiapas some 16 years ago. But now in that community are 16 new churches. And this is the f church that we built there a long time ago. And it's a very, very nice building. The next one. These are the leadership with their wives. There are the one that most of them are school, uh, school teachers. And they speak their dialect. So what they do is go to the communities and, 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 and plant churches. But they do it in their native language. But they, these guys are doing such a good job. I praise the Lord for, for them. Next one. And you can see all the baptisms. The next one, brother. Keep showing those pictures. Thank you. The last day that we were there, it was worth it. When I, when I finished preaching, I made an invitation, and a young fellow came to me, and he said, I wanted to be baptized. So we went to the river. And I knew that there were some folks that needed to be baptized needed to have Christ in their hearts. So when I was in the middle of the river, the current was, was strong. So uh, that picture, I was inviting people to come to Christ. And seven people came down to the river the same day. So everything was worth it. We had a difficult times there. But at the end, the Lord blessed us with seven baptisms. So that was marvelous. And I think that's the, uh, the other one. I think that's it, brothers. The other one. Thirty minutes, I did good. I preached. There were... Uh, missionaries in Guatemala when I was there from other churches. 
and I was going to preach a bilingual service, and one of the uh, English-speaking folks said to me, Marco, you only have 35 minutes, okay? And I said, okay, I'll try. So I took exactly 35 minutes, and you know what? They said, Marco, you did it. So, you know, 30 minutes. But these 30 minutes, brother, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the wonderful work the Lord is doing through us in other countries. So I would like to encourage you to keep helping us, to keep sending us to those needy people. Thank you so much for the contributions, okay? Because without your help, this couldn't be done. So I'm getting prepared for my next trip in September. And I want you to know that that's the call I have from God. And that's what I love to do. So keep sending me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much because of your love for us. We thank you, Father, for sending your only Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us in the cross. We thank you, Father, for this wonderful ministry. We thank you, Father, for this beautiful church. We thank you, Father, for the willingness of this church to keep sending me to preach the gospel to those countries. Thank you, Father, for the eldership of this congregation. Thank you for all the ministry here. Father, we cannot thank you enough for the great things that you have done through us and through your Son, Jesus, and through your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so very much. If you have any questions after we're finished, you can come to me, you know, and uh, we'll talk to you. Thank you.